I'm Will Young, and I have worked in several different job environments ranging from lawn care to corporate sales. I have graduated from Indiana Wesleyan University with two majors in marketing and administration, and you're listening to the Young Blooded Podcast, a 30-minute to one-hour audio experience teaching you how to start a side hustle or advance your career through actionable steps and real-life stories from experienced business owners and investors. Please enjoy the truths, mistakes, and laughs of the Young Blooded Podcast experience. Hey guys, it's Will Young here back with another awesome episode of the Young Blooded Podcast here. Today we have a great guest that I was able to meet while back in Grand Rapids. Um, He actually works out of Detroit. His name's Marino Marlini, sorry. And uh, he's the CEO and operator of Single Source Logistics, which runs routes um, logistically to Indiana and Michigan and back. And then he also is the co-founder of Aduro Social, which is a social and nightlife discovery app. And it helps you kind of figure out how to find um, where to be going uh, in certain cities that you maybe haven't been to yet. And also helps you connect with new people there. Um, very, very cool. Um, his main main thing that he's doing day to day is that single source logistics. So without a, me talking too much, I'd like to introduce uh, Marino to the podcast here. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, and also, yeah, thanks for having me on today. It's uh Definitely a pleasure. Like I said, pleasure to meet you last weekend. Um, I felt when we were talking, we kind of just hit it off. Um, and yet yeah, similar like-minded uh, business individuals. So um, where would you like me to get started? Do you want me to kind of like start with, uh, I guess, like the business venture? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Turned on there. Yeah, I have a few more questions for you. But yeah, we were able to kind of meet um, on the boat. And it was pretty cool. Just kind of like you said, we kicked it off right away, you know, got not a lot of friction within the business talk there. And we were able to just kind of connect via via that way. And I was able to learn a little bit more about single source logistics. And it's just kind of cool. I wanted to formally congratulate you on, you know, having as many employees as you do and and working with a lot of uh, big, big money routes like that. It's really cool. I worked in logistics a bit last year. And uh, so just to see the success that you've had at a young age is awesome. But yeah, I guess one of my own questions for for your uh, company would be like, how does it work with the day-to-day of like running your own trucks and employees and things like that? Cause I'm not sure how all of that's going on with you because I worked at companies where we didn't have our own trucks and, and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, it's, at, I'm 25 now, um, going to be 26 in April next year. So it, it's um, a battle definitely for a younger individual, especially working with um, people where they probably the median age is like 32 or 33. Um, and we've got guys that are up to 55. I think our oldest guys like 58. And, you know, we got some young guys too that are 21. So it is a battle um, doing that. But as a 25 year old, like I'm, I'm getting better. I see myself getting better like every quarter. Like I, I see improvements because I'm not perfect right now. Um, but I would say that it's definitely a rewarding experience. Um, and I mean, I'm learning a ton out of it. I'm getting to the point now where I am technically, uh, what, 16 months into having the actual like company myself, where it's fully me owner operating. And um, it's finally starting to get to the point now where I'm um, being able to like step back from the business, put less hours into it because I've trained my managers and then it allows me to put hours into another venture, uh, which is ultimately the goal for the company. Um, 
Yeah. Very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. To build to passivity is definitely not very easy. And it's cool that you, you know, found managers that you can trust to run some of the day-to-day stuff and take steps back. Pretty neat when you can buy your time back, isn't it? And you're like, oh, wow, now I can work on something yeah. else completely if I want to. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and that it- is ultimately the goal. I mean, in my opinion, not with every business. I mean, some businesses need to be like nurtured 40, 60, 80 hours a week consistently week over week but this was one where if you do set it up properly and it being at a certain size as long as you don't want to grow it much larger mm-hmm. you can put the proper management in place and as long as your processes are good it will sit back and it'll grow and, and run itself yeah that's great though that's great that is what you're looking for ultimately it's like you said now you can pursue anything that you really like and i know that you've done a triathlon a tough mudder recently some fun stuff with your friends yeah. so yeah, get a little more freedom for sure. Yeah, that's great. You. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so within within like logistics, I know people don't know a whole lot about the industry as a whole, but how does it look for somebody starting out in their first week, month, something like that? Because like when you wanted to start single source logistics, for example, kind of how did that get going? Or maybe you could start all the way back in your college days and, and kind of work your way back towards that way for people that don't know you. Yeah, I'll make it. I, let me because I feel like that is a question that I get very often, especially like from 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, like yeah. they wanted to know, you know, how I got to where I am today. Um, like at the age that I'm at having, I think now we have uh, like 20, it, it varies, uh, but like, I think we have somewhere in the 20s of employees. So I think like okay. 25, 26. Yeah, very um, And like, I would say when I was first in college, like I definitely went there. I was partying a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I was a great student. Yeah. I was getting the books every day, you know, but <laughs> I was going to college and I was partying, having fun. Like I uh, finance, did finance. And uh, right as I got out of college, I um, moved to New York. And when I moved to New York and did like a year there, that's like when I really started to turn my brain online. Um, okay. And started making like leaps and bounds forward. Um, I think that that was one of the best experiences in my life, like to go to New York because I was just cons- like constantly out of my comfort zone every single day. Um, yeah. Working with guys around me who only graduated from Ivy League colleges. Um, so that kind of just goes back to the point that everybody, every single motivational speaker says like, who you surround yourself with is who you're going to be. So mm-hmm. um, after that, I came back, COVID hit, like I came back and I met this guy who was interested in selling the routes. And long story short, I said, okay, I'm interested because I do want to move back to Michigan from New York and I need a play. Like I needed some sort of play to come back. Yeah, cash flow. Exactly. Um, and this was up, kind of just fell in my lap. And um I went to work for him Mm -hmm. and I went to work with him and we were, our biggest thing is FedEx routes. So I was driving, I started driving FedEx trucks and I was doing deliveries um, as, as one of the drivers for 12, 12 months. I did it for, for that long. Um, So I guess step, step one, right. Was the networking connection, like Mm -hmm. connection, and found a guy that um, took a liking to me and believed in me. Yeah. And then step two was 
obviously getting into the trenches. Like, yeah, I am. I went to college, so I did not have to do blue collar work. Yeah, I did not want to go do any blue collar work. To yeah. be honest with you, personally, I don't. I don't not I don't a lot of people do. So yeah, it's understandable. But, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. But so I had to kind of get that out of my head and. Mm -hmm get in a FedEx truck, like putting that uniform on and going and delivering boxes for a year is not a short amount of time. I know like you, that's a, you were putting no, in work, you're earning the respect. It's awesome. And it was, yeah. it was the best thing for me because those guys eventually when I bought the company, like had the respect for me because they saw me in the field working with them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And then, yeah. So, so doing that, I wouldn't say I didn't have to do it in the field for that long. Um, what really happened was that the bank loan process, the SBA process to get the funding for the company, mm. was extremely difficult. Yeah. Like I was the youngest, like to get a seven figure loan at yeah. 23 yeah. with, with no co-signer. Yeah, that's difficult. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's damn near impossible. <laughs> basically paid for it with the money down. Oh, wow. They put down. Because there was no, like, my dad did not co-sign for me. Yeah. Like, they have to come at me, and, like, my net worth is not seven figures. Yeah. Or it definitely wasn't at the time, I'll tell you mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and now, like, here here I am, and, um, and, and we're just, now, we got it in May of last year, and then just slowly grew it, and then bought another zip code which doubled the size of our company so we doubled the size in one year and um you know we're going through it day to day like it's 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 going good there's definitely ups and downs um but it's one of those things where gotcha very rewarding yeah and that's such an awesome journey too just like kind of now that you're looking back at it from the the ownership position just to be able to be like oh wow yeah actually i i did move from new york well i grinded in new york first figured that stuff out you know, figured out it wasn't really for me, wanted to move back to Michigan, found a place there, you know, and, and then worked your way into the respectful position. And then it was able to take out a loan and take a big risk and, and it paid off well for you. And now you're doing all these, you know, routes still with the employees. That's great, man. It's awesome. So like, while I guess, what, what is the day-to-day -day for you now then? Because if you're, you know, if you're working now, assuming you spend a full day on the logistics company and you're working within that operational standpoint, what, what would we be doing exactly? Yeah, so um, now that's actually a great question. That's something that I'm training myself on at this point because I want to okay. make sure that I'm putting, I'm trying to put uh, enough time into the business to where it is running in a, you know, in a straight line or an upward trajectory um, and not in a downward line. So to be completely honest with you, I took my eye off the ball a little bit with the company. Mm -hmm. And um, in the last like three or four months, because I was working so hard on the Aduro platform. Gotcha. And as I took that off, took my foot off the gas and that I actually came back and I was like, holy shit, I lost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like I took my eye off the ball. And granted, a little bit of that was because of the economy and like the a lot of it was because of the economy, but there okay. was still a lot of things that I could have done differently to have stopped the bleeding there. So that was actually yeah. a quick um, thing. But now that I do it, I have my day set up pretty properly to where like each day 
um, you know, I have my, my standard set things like 12 PM. I'm calling this manager 1 PM. I'm calling this manager. Um, I check the, the report at this like two times a day, just to see, to make sure that all of the, the routes are running smoothly, trying to catch issues before it gets too late in the day. Mm, yeah. And, um, there's certain days like Wednesday, I run payroll and, um, if, Every once a month, I'll do my financial analysis. So there's there's set things that I do, but as long as my managers are doing the pro like the processes that I've set up, I truly only have to put eight to twelve hours a week into the business. Very cool. As long yeah. as those eight to twelve hours a week are very um, in like, tune, you're you're yeah, in, they're, yeah, they're you're zoned in, in. sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And and then that's kind of my day. Um, gotcha. And then I try to put the other time into working on either Duro or another, another pro, whatever my next move is going to be. I'd like to build multiple streams of income by the time I'm 30. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great segue into our next point. Cause I actually recently polled uh, the community on LinkedIn that listens to the podcast, you know, what they'd like to be hearing about in the future from, from guests like you. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were saying that cash flow was a really big one. And obviously, with you running two businesses now, um, you you have a bit of knowledge and a bit of experience in the cash flow department. So I guess mm-hmm. for somebody that's just working a regular job, 30, 40 hours a week, what's some way they can add some cash flow to their, you know, to their stream each month, or maybe just free up their budget a little bit by cutting out some costs? I don't know if you have any tips for for people in that regard. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a great question. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough. Well, I wouldn't say lucky. I, I definitely fucking put my time in. Like I, yeah. I put 80 hours a weekend from the time I was 22 to like 24 to like get the company to where it is now. To Love it. We only yeah. do have to work the time that I work and I get this paycheck that comes in. And that to be completely honest, puts me in a really great spot because if I only have to put out 12 to 15 hours a week, and I pull in this money, I have 55 more hours a week to go do anything. So mm-hmm. my advice to, would be to somebody um, is first figure out how to get the amount of hours that you're putting out per week to, to make the income that you need to survive. De- like get them down. Yeah, as Either far as you can. Yeah, get your hours down so that you can put more hours into something else. Yeah. Or get your costs going out every month down so that you don't have to put the amount of hours in that you do at your job. Um, if you're working at nine to five, like, and you're not willing to either save up the money for a year and take that leap and and like, and bail on that job, and maybe pick up bartending at night and working during the day, then the only other thing that you're going to be doing is waking up at 5 a.m., hustling till 8, and going to work 9 to 5 and getting back and doing it at night, which I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, a lot of people preach that. Like, you see so many Instagram things where it's like, literally that. Wake up 4.30, grind on your biz like this. And I don't know... Dude, I, I don't, I'm tired. Like I, I wake up at five 
And like, honestly, mentally, I'm pretty fucking exhausted. Yeah. By, by the end of the day, like I could not imagine like when I get back to the gym at like 630, I'm beat, man. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like putting all my mental capability into that. So like respect for you if you can do that. But if you can't do that, then you just got to get those hours down. As far as specifically doing like what, mm. I can't tell you that because I, I mean, I never, I never did any of that. Um, yeah you did your own thing right (laughs) i know this is very controversial right now um like for me for me personally i'm not looking to make that extra like thousand dollars a month two thousand dollars a month i'm looking to make to build another big business yeah for me personally but i understand that a lot of people want to make that thousand two thousand three thousand a month and i know this is a little controversial right now but i have talked to three people and all of them have given me pretty decent reviews about that Hustlers University thing. Really? With Andrew Tate? Yeah. Yeah. And I, everyone that I've looked at online, like YouTubers I regularly follow, they've done like objective analysis of it, or they've actually purchased it and tried it. And same thing. Every, everyone's actually been making money doing it. And, and you know what? I don't know if it's a fad though. It, it definitely could be just like a one or two more month thing. But I mean, it, it he's, he's done something I've never seen in all of YouTube or any any platform really you know he's crazy yeah i mean it's unbelievable and you can you can love the guy or you can hate the guy don't care i'm not here to say i love it or i hate the guy Mm -hmm. um i'll just tell you i don't really agree with all of the things he says but like i do respect what the hell he's doing right now because it's it's crazy i mean to be able to go from zero to the most google person in like more than president biden and, and yeah jenner or something in one day like and then he's yeah he's appearing on all these podcasts and it's like he he happened this happened like in like two weeks you know after he started his thing so yeah very cool very cool um and yeah there are some what were we talking about oh yeah oh yeah and uh so beyond that i guess when as we're looking into the um aduro social aduro social sorry um app i think that's pretty interesting too i know that uh, we talked a little bit about single source logistics and we can get back into that if we want to towards the end here. But um, within Enduro Social, I guess, what was the like inspiration behind starting that with your co-founder? And did you guys start like at the same time or did he bring you on maybe partway through? How did that all kind of conspire? Yeah. Um, so with that, because I mean, I, as much as I want to tell, I want to tell the viewers what it's about, but I actually want to like try and provide as much value to them as I can. So like okay. briefly what Aduro is, is like it's this technology app that we developed or it was an idea of a friend. Okay. That I hadn't talked to in a long time. Okay. But he brought me on this project and it was just, a, it was just an idea, a technology idea for um, a person's going to go on it and they're going to vote at what time, uh, like what location they're going to go out to. The first question that you always ask your friends on a Saturday night is like, are you going out? Yes. Okay. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. So it has, it lists all the locations, bars, concerts, whatever that you're going to, you vote throughout the day. And at seven 30, the results come out. That's just one feature. You can also send drinks, shows you who's at the concert, so on and so forth, but mm-hmm. it's a technology app. Right. And I was invited to come along to come on it. Okay. And the reason that I was invited to come on it was um, it was an old friend that I haven't talked to him in 10 years. Okay. And he saw what I was doing in my personal life. Yeah. With the logistics. Business business and personal life. 
And um, we just met up for lunch. And when we met up for lunch, he was impressed with what just the conversation that we had, kind of similar to you and I on the boat. Mm-hmm. And he invited me on this project. Very so, cool. Like my big thing when doing that, my kind of takeaway was becoming like a successful, like a person that kind of attracts things mm-hmm. that come to you um, is really important in life, in my opinion. Yeah. Like if you can attract the right person into your life, whether that be in like a relationship or a business relationship, whatever, um, I feel like that kind of brings you together so that you can meet maybe the person. You never know which relationship could shoot you 10 years in the future or shoot you $10 million, whatever. So that's kind of like what I took out of that. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really good point because a lot of conversations can only be started once you've had certain personal experiences and certain, you know, things that I guess you, you and the other person have solely experienced as opposed to if I were on the boat with you and I had just kind of been working a nine to five my whole life and I didn't really have a whole lot to talk about within logistics or within entrepreneurship, we maybe wouldn't have hit it off and wouldn't even have been here. So it's like, there are times where it counts if you have the experience and you have like the industry knowledge within uh, just entrepreneurship as a whole, or like you said, within, uh, you know, you, you got, you want to go out and do nightlife things and all this sort of stuff. And, and then you, you know, met up with your friend from 10 years ago and, and you were already doing logistics. You were already doing all this single source stuff and making sure that, you know, you're, you're kind of creating yourself to be a weapon and to be used within other people's partnerships. Super cool. Cause like for me, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to yeah. add one thing on that too. Yeah. Is one thing for the, for the listeners out there too, is even if this Enduro app works or it does not work, let's say, I never in a million years thought that I would even be a part of a technology development company. Like that's something that you just think of like Silicon Valley, like, you know, coding, developers, app on a phone. And going through this process was like so captivating and it was so much fun. And it's obviously it. Even if it doesn't work, okay, we were able to take an idea, find a coder, built, brought that coder on the team, was paying on a salary, going through an app development process, going up to colleges and pushing it. And going through that process opened my mind up to understanding that literally I could do whatever I want hmm. and at, at any scale. And I would not have ever thought of doing something on a scale this big if I had not been brought onto this project. So my point being to other people, you're not going to gain that confidence to know that you can do something of that size. Um, I mean, unless you listen to this and then you just fully believe in yourself or you like slowly add on to it through experiences. Mm -hmm whether that be a mentor or joining a larger team or something like that. I mean, I was thinking, I just noticed I was thinking like almost too small. Like I needed to think bigger, like way bigger. 
And yeah. that now allowed me to like change what my next play is going to be. Cause I have, I have a, a next play if this doesn't work out. Yeah. thing, And it's going to be, it, it's big. Like it's a big picture um, project. And that's what I would like to point out to anybody is like, go ahead. By the way, forget your major too. If you're 18 to 21, 22, like your major, you know, don't think that, oh, I graduated marketing. I'm, I got to go do marketing. I graduated finance. I don't think I ever did like that much finance. Yeah, like, yeah. Never messing around with derivatives and like things like that. So yeah, the job experience is going to be like way more beneficial and, and you'll learn a lot more from that for sure. Like you're saying. Yeah. I also agree with a lot of that kind of stuff of just going big because like you said, with like Fiverr and like all these other places you can go nowadays and just like hire the extra help that you don't know how to do. Or like if you have the right connections, you can talk to certain people. It's important to go big and, and you know, use an online platform with whatever venture you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the future of what it is now. And yeah, I, I love that a lot. And I would encourage people to do that too, because a lot of times people think that, you know, the smaller, safer projects are the way to go. And you have to do whatever you're going to do either way. I would much rather make a bunch of mistakes, learn a high scale thing in the short amount of time that I have to work on a project as opposed to doing something safe. But that's all relative. <laughs> before doing that, though, like we said before, get some sort of constant stream of revenue coming. Exactly. In. Yeah. A high flyer. Yeah. Have fucking four thousand dollars coming in a month before you know. Minimum. Maybe yeah. even yeah, three four k coming yeah. a month before you start going for crazy high flyers. Because exactly. the last thing you want to be is like. 28 29 years old not a dime in the bank and then like a lot of debt <laughs> yeah you're banking on this this high flyer to go and you're like dang yeah <laughs> i mean it just seems kind of stressful to do it like that but hey I mean, I... no yeah no it is it is stressful but there's also something to be said about kind of like the burn the ships mentality of like you know you got your four or five thousand a month and that's it and then you gotta just you know you you're working on your thing and that's what you're doing if you don't make it you don't make it so it's mm -hmm. that there that helped me a lot when I first moved down to Texas and started like the mowing company and stuff. Cause like you said, there's a lot of days where you're doing like 14, 16 hour days or 80 hour weeks or whatever. And it's just hard to, you get tired. Like you don't want to keep getting up. Like we're only human, you know? So it's like, yeah, I definitely understand that. And uh, I think that it, it can help internally to motivate you as well, but we are running low on time here for the, for the interview. So what I was going to ask is kind of, if you had any final things to, to wrap up your story within logistics or within Aduro, or if you did want to share something about your potential next move, a, a sneak peek, maybe. Um, let's see. So, I mean, honestly, my macro play, mm -hmm. it, I mean, my macro play is pretty simple. Like I'm going to keep single source logistics operating at the size that it's at because at the size that it's at i make good money mm -hmm. and i put in the hours that i want and it's a point of diminishing return so i think like goal number one is figure out how to get to that point um and then i mean next after that i'm going to keep spamming like high flying 10 figure at least <laughs> eight to 10 figure ideas mm -hmm. until one sticks. Gotcha. Like, I mean, that that's really, that's my plan mm -hmm. macro. Cause for me, 
that's always been my dream is like to build and be a part of a eight to 10 figure business. Um, mm, very cool. Yeah. But I think uh, it's important to recognize like as I get older and older too, because I'm kind of altering this is like, what do you actually want to be happy? Mm. Because before I used to say to myself, like, oh, I want to be a billionaire. Like, I want to be a billionaire. I want to have like 30 cars and like yeah. a bunch of planes and some yachts. And I'm like, I get, I get a little bit older. I'm like, you know what? One sweet Lamborghini. And it's probably good enough. And yeah. <laughs> And being able to charter a plane if I wanted to and having a bunch of free time sounds a lot more fun than being a billionaire. And, you know, if you're a billionaire, you're probably working your ass off. You don't have a lot of time. Yeah. You probably don't even have time to spend your money. Yeah. People people talk about that, how they have all these billionaires that are, you know, have all this control and all this power. I'm like, man, Elon's not sitting counting his Benjamins, you know, he's at home sleeping no. because he has to work the next day. I, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I know. He's too busy to enjoy his money. So like, yeah. find, find whatever you want to like actually make and what, like build your dream life and, and, and go for it. And then once you get there, like recognize that this is what the dream life was that you wanted. And, and then like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want, I want to be 35. Mm -hmm. a ton of money that and just go have fun so i've um you know i meeting individuals like yourself too and like hopefully people that listen to this podcast like i think that's something that's really um important and hopefully you can get in tune with people like i think this podcast is a mm. good idea to get in tune with your listeners because if somebody's listening to this they obviously have a similar uh similar mindset right and if you can mm -hmm. build like a little not maybe like kind of a, a cult not maybe not that yeah yeah there, but like a community a technical community here that you guys can like maybe get into business together if yeah. you're talking about something like that and somebody says oh you know that was interesting to me well i'm always looking for somebody to work with mm -hmm. like and if you have the skill set that i need for this next company that i'm going to build like to be completely honest with you i'm looking for somebody right now that is proficient at autocad and has like engineering size building skills okay so yeah. like if anybody on the call like any kid says like oh shit like i would like to work with him yeah that's who i need right now awesome or something like that so i think this is a really powerful platform and i thank you for having me on for sure um, yeah yeah no for sure man I, that's really good stuff you were saying before that initially about money too or i'm sorry about happiness because like if once you kind of build the life that you want to build you also need to prioritize that because it's a very important thing right some would say it's even non-optional so i think that uh, it's really cool that you have that in mind, even at age 25, before you've acquired your, you know, your big billionaire status or what you're trying to go for now. So very cool. Very cool. And again, yeah, if people are, you know, listening and they need to connect with you, uh, do you have maybe some plugs for LinkedIn and Instagram that I could throw in the, the show notes for you? And then you can also say those if you'd like, and that way people can. Yeah. Reach out. Um, I think my Instagram is Merlini. Okay. Um, LinkedIn, you can find me Marino Merlini. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not that active on LinkedIn. I know I should be a little bit more. Um, I actually need to build my LinkedIn page. <laughs> I, I was just that. I've been building like, it a lot. 
I don't need my LinkedIn because I'm not going to apply for any jobs. Like I already have my own job, but yeah. still, it's like a really powerful. Network oh, it's a sweet platform tool. for networking. So like, I, that's one. I'll, I'll guilty. Yeah. Discharge and LinkedIn up, but um, reach out to me on Instagram, whatever. Um, I mean, if you're seriously interested, you can find me for sure. Spam my Instagram or message Will and he'll give me a call. Whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Awesome. Well, again, it was great having you on, Marino. And if you didn't have any other closing points. Um, I think we, we can kind of wrap it up there, close it off and I'll go ahead and sign off. Great. Thank you very much again, Will, for having me on yeah. and, uh, best of luck. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, you too. Uh, have a good rest of the you know remaining quarters of this year. And for the, uh, young blooded listeners, remember money that money in your twenties is knowledge for life. Thanks guys. You guys have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Young Blooded Podcast. Now that we are on season two, there is an active newsletter along with a bunch of other giveaways and challenges. This will be happening on my LinkedIn page, which will be linked at the top of every episode for the foreseeable future. Money in your 20s is knowledge for life.